Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston. And I'm sure those of you that have been following the social media posts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and all the other ones that are out there know that um, coverings has finally canceled, so there will be no coverings this year in New Orleans. Uh, along that note, I also um, uh, wanted to start a new segment. I'm going to be calling it the Stone and Tile News Briefs, and basically what I'm doing is just kind of scanning through the internet and looking at some of the news that pertains uh, to Stone and Tile people. And a couple of things for, for this week I, I want to mention is, in addition to coverings, there's, you know, Please keep an eye on your on your emails and everything else because there's a lot of cancellations going on uh, due to this coronavirus. You know, Stone World does their stone in industry education. Uh, they're canceling their one in April and in May for uh, I believe it's Denver and then Massachusetts. Uh, also, international shows. There are shows in Turkey, China, Germany, and Canada. All those shows have been canceled. So, in addition to all your local cancellations, the stores closing. And, Everything else, you know, as far as the stone and tile industry goes, it looks like uh, uh, everything is canceling there as well. Uh, in response to that also, uh, I want to mention that Luke Miller with Tile Money, uh, I'm sure you folks that listen to this podcast also listen to uh, uh, Luke's excellent uh, podcast. He is coming up with a virtual conference. So you may want to check that out and head on over to Tile Money and check that out. Uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast, it's a really good business podcast uh, for you guys in the, in, the tile, in the tile business. And then finally, uh, the last news brief I have is that in Australia, they've reported their first fatality when it comes to silicosis. Now, we've talked about silicosis on the show before. You know, especially guys that are doing engineered materials and granite contains a lot of silica. And if you're doing it dry, you're breathing in all that, that silica and you end up with silicosis. So uh, uh, I'm sure the U.S. has had uh, quite a number of fatalities as well. I don't know what the, what the numbers are. Okay, now before we get today's topic, it's going to be those hollow tiles. Uh, do hollow tiles necessarily mean that your uh, floor, your shower pan, or whatever is going to fail, and we'll get into that in a minute. But I do want to mention that in light of the correspondence class, I do have a class scheduled in June, a live class uh, scheduled in June. I'm not canceling that so far. I'm going to keep an eye on the news, going to keep an eye on this virus thing and see what's going on. But if you guys are still a little gun shy, I still am offering the correspondence class. Uh, I actually did an interview with a uh, a podcast you might want to check out called Flooring Academy, uh, which is about an hour long podcast. And uh, uh, Keith over there interviewed me on, uh, you know, why become an inspector. And we went into quite a lot of detail. So uh, if you go to my Facebook page,
page, Stone Forensics. Uh, I have a link posted up there. You can go ahead and check out that interview. And if you want to uh, sign up for the correspondence class, uh, you can do that anytime. And, you know, with a correspondence class, you can do it sitting in your underwear, sitting in front of your computer. So, uh, uh, but if you'd like to attend a live one, as I said, so far, I'm not canceling it. We'll just kind of, you know, hold our breath and see what's going to happen there uh, with this um, with this virus coming up. All right, we're going to get to our topic here in a second, but before we do, I want to mention the call-in phone number. If you're listening live, is three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. That's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. If you'd like to make a comment on anything, whether it's uh, this virus thing, which I don't really want to harp on, I kind of harped on that. Uh, the last two shows. So I kind of want to, I think it's important, but I I don't want to harp on it. I want to get to the more technical stuff that this show is, uh, that I've designed this show for. So uh, you can also send me an email, uh, fhuston, that's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Or you can hop on my messenger on Facebook. I have Facebook open here on my uh, browser and type in a message. And actually one or two of you already uh, sent me some questions on this subject that we're going to be talking about today. So let's get started. And I've titled this, you know, why do my tiles sound hollow? And I actually wrote an article that I'm going to be publishing online on my website and who knows where else it's going to appear. But I get calls all the time where, you know, customers will start tapping on their, their tile, whether it's a floor or a wall, a shower, shower pan. Oh my God, I got hollow tiles. My, my installation is going to fail. And I want to address this because in almost all my inspections, I do tap on the tile. I do what we call a sounding test. And I'm going to get into how I actually do that sounding test. But I want to make sure everyone understands that if you don't listen to anything I say, listen to this statement. Hollow tiles does not necessarily mean a failed installation or an installation that's going to fail. There are numerous reasons a tile can sound hollow. And we're going to go over those reasons here in, in a second. But in order to conclude that you have a poor insulation by sounding on the tiles, in other words, tapping on the tiles, there are several factors. I mean, first of all, you have to have a good ear. You've got to know what you're doing. And we're going to get into that here also in a second. Uh, and secondly, if you're going to make that statement, you always want to file up with a destructive test. In other words, you pop a tile up take a look at the setting bed, you see if you have the proper bonding, and then you can make that conclusion that, well, I pulled the tile up, and this tile sounded hollow, and this is what I discovered. But what are some of the things that will cause a hollow sound uh, under a tile installation? Well, the first thing I've run into is membranes. You know, a lot of your membranes, particularly your soundproofing membranes, can make the entire floor sound hollow. So, If you're not doing a destructive test, how do you know that? Well, one clue is this. If you sound the floor and the entire floor has one consistent hollow sound, in other words, it has no no matter where you tap on that floor, it sounds the same. I would question whether you have a soundproof membrane or some type of membrane under there uh, that's causing, causing that particular sound. Because generally, if you have a bonding issue, you're going to have some areas in the stone that will sound hollow and others that won't sound hollow. So, you know, it's a pretty good indication if it's a random hollow sounding that you don't have a membrane there. But if you have a consistent sound all the way across the installation, you know, you might want to ask, uh, was there any installation specs? And then, of course, if you still have that question, you want to always follow up with a destructive testing. 
Another reason why you can follow sounds, and they, these following sounds can also be random, is if you had voids in the stone. You know, a lot of materials like Sauternia, cross-cut travertine, will actually have voids or, or holes, if you will, within the stone itself. So you can actually tap that particular area where there's a void, and what you're hearing is a void in the stone and not necessarily a void in the, in the setting bed. So again, a good ear and you know something you need to, to, to learn to develop an ear for that. The other is acoustics. And what I mean by acoustics is let's, let's say you're in, in someone's home or, or a building for that matter, and you're tapping on the floor and you're, you know, you're getting a pretty consistent sound. And then you go to one area and you're getting an entirely different sound. What I would suggest you do is look up, see if the ceiling is lower in that area, because generally sound is going to bounce differently and it's going to sound differently with lower ceilings or, or, or other materials that are there. So you want to check for low ceilings. You want to check for any kind of reverberation. Sometimes when you're up against a glass panel, you'll get a different sound because of the reflection of the glass. So the acoustics can play a very uh, important, important role there. Um, this is rare, but sometimes what can happen is if the grout joints aren't done properly, especially if you have a very wide grout joint and the grout hasn't been, been in other words, it hasn't been pressed into that installation, so you end up with the grout, say, not sitting all the way to the bottom. Sometimes that'll, that'll reverberate when you hit that tile and you can get a false reading. In other words, it'll sound hollow and you don't, again, want to jump to the conclusion that, uh, that in fact, you've got an issue there and you've got a, bo a bonding issue. Uh, the latest one I've been getting, and, and you guys that are starting to do a lot of these foam shower pans, uh, I just had a customer the other day uh, call me and say my entire shower floor is, is hollow. It must must be failed. Well, it was a foam shower pan, and these foam shower pans will have that type that type of hollow sound. So, I mean, those are some of the things you're going to you you need to look at when you do a sounding test. So. You know, if you're a consumer out there or someone without experience and you start tapping on that floor, and we're going to get into that test here uh, in a second, uh, it's something you, you may want to take with a grain of salt and have an expert inspector come in and take a look at it, determine whether you have an issue or not. All right, we're going to take a quick break here and uh, we'll be right back. I'm going to tell you how I do a sounding test and uh, some sounding tips as well. Just be right back. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. All right, so I've talked about the sounding test and, you know, how now how do you do a sounding test? Well, a sounding test is nothing more than tapping on the floor. Um, you're just going through and you're tapping on it with some kind of an instrument. Uh, I prefer a golf ball. Uh, and, and I prefer a golf ball simply because I can do it standing up. I don't have to get down on my knees. I'm getting older. Uh, I don't need to be, you know, hitting on it. Uh, they make devices like hammers. Uh, one of my past students sent me a, a link today to a new device someone has. It looks like a, it looks like a metal, two little metal wheels that you roll across the floor with a, that looks like it's on a broom handle. Uh, there, there actually is an ASTM test for hollow sounding that's done on concrete decks, and it uses a chain, and they, they call it simply a chain drag test. Uh, and, and that works as well. The, the problem with the chain drag, drag test, as opposed to 
you know, spot tapping with a with a broom handle or a metal pole or something of that nature is that it's not specific. You can't really get in there and 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 tap individually on those uh, on those tiles to see. Well, that tile is hollow. The corner of that tile is hollow. With a chain drag test, you can just kind of get an overall idea of how 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 it works. So the, to to date, there's nothing out there available as far as a standard or a guideline for stone and tile installations. I like using a golf ball. I've seen guys use metal poles. I've seen them use broom handles, uh, metal handles, uh, screwdrivers, uh, taking a knife out of your pocket with whatever, and even knuckles. And I've done that in, in several cases where I've actually tapped on it with your knuckle. You just need to make sure you know the sound that, that you're looking for. So what are some of the tips I have when doing the sounding test? Well, first of all, would be the instrument that you're using. Make sure you're not using, for example, a, a wooden broom handle doesn't really work that well because it doesn't reverberate sound that well. So you have to be careful. So, you know, make sure that whatever you use, you use consistently across the floor, use the same device and probably use that device continuously. So whatever your favorite uh, tapping device is, that's the one you'll, you'll want to use. You want to make sure you tap the tile in several locations. Uh, I like using the X pattern. In other words, let's take a, a, let's say you're dealing with a 12 by 12 tile, as I'll tap once in each corner and once in the middle. If it's a bigger than a 12 by 12, you may expand that to even, even more uh, tapping on that as well. Uh, that's tip number two. Tip number three is you want to listen for consistent sounding. If the entire installation sounds, sounds, sounds hollow, I might want to check for a soundproof membrane or some other type of membrane. Maybe it's the substrate that's that's sounding hollow and not necessarily the the installation. Um, one of the calls I get constantly from, especially from insurance company, is when someone has a flood. You know, whether the heater uh, or the sink overflow with water or a hurricane or whatever the case, and the 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 entire installation floods, and all of a sudden they're complaining about, oh, that flood caused hollow tiles. Let me set you straight right now, and I may have discussed this on some of my, my other shows, is that flooding will not cause hollow tiles. Okay, folks, I mean, what is your setting water? Your setting water is cement. It's Portland cement-based. It actually hydrates. It becomes stronger in water. So uh, the excuse that the tile, the installation flooded, uh, and now my tiles are hollow. No, that's not why your tiles are hollow. Your tiles were hollow from the get-go. So uh, I, you, I can't tell you how many times I get, I get that call from, you know, can you come check this out? Customers complaining that uh, uh, their their tile is now hollow because of this flood they had. Now they want it all replaced. So uh, you need to be careful there. And then the last tip I have for you uh, is make sure to get training. Uh, you know, attend my seminar, attend other seminars, and make sure – you get the proper training of, of what to what what it sounds like. You know what what are you sounding for, and you know just like a good musician has a good ear for music, it's the same here. You need to develop a good a good ear. Now things I want to talk about, and I, I get this all the time uh, when I do my expert work, especially when it gets into a, a deposition, and especially when it gets into a, a court case, and that is coverage versus bonding. A lot of experts, and I've been up against, you know, engineers that get into a courtroom and they, they make a claim that, well, this particular tile uh, had, uh, you know, so much coverage and, and they don't mention bonding. Well, 
I'm not saying coverage is important because if you look at all the all, all the guidelines and specifications out there, there there is a recommendation for 80, 85, 90, 95 percent coverage. But you can have 100 percent coverage and zero bonds. Now, let me give you an example of that. Take a sand bed installation, for example. You know, a lot of pavers are set in the sand. There you have 100% coverage, but no bond. So don't confuse bonding and coverage. It's not the same thing. Bondage is how the tile is bonded. I guess it could be some other things also, but we're not talking about that on this show. And also, uh, and coverage is how much mortar is actually attached uh, to the back of the back of the tile or touching the back of the tile, not necessarily bonded. So you can have 100% coverage and zero bond. You can also have a very good bond and very little coverage. Now you could set in a tile, a 12 by 12 tile with a a, a quarter size piece of epoxy. And you're not going to pull that tile up off the off the floor. It has good bond bonding strength, but very little coverage. And of course, coverage lack of coverage can also cause a tile to crack, and it's going to cause voids under that tile but i just want to make sure you understand that you don't confuse coverage and bond uh it's an entirely entirely two different things they, they can relate obviously uh but they you can also be very confused and if i'm up against you as an expert in a court of law and you start pulling the coverage thing that's the type of questions that that we're going to be asking all right again if you're listening live telephone number is three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight that's 323-870-3968. If you want to send me a text on Messenger, I'm sitting here on Facebook. Actually, let me check real quick. Uh, nope, I don't see any messages there. I know a lot of you guys listen on, on the podcast afterwards when, when I post this, but uh, uh, that's fine as well. You can always send me an email with a question uh, later on. All right. Um, I'm going to be talking about in, in some upcoming shows, I want to talk about expansion joints and I'm trying to get a guest on there. And by the way, if anybody has uh, any uh, desire to actually be on the show and, and talk about whatever stone and tile, please send me an email at fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. All right. Just let me go over my notes here. Oh, yeah. There is one other thing I want to talk about, and that is uh, kind of excited that I did my first virtual inspection the other day. I, I had a call from a, a company in the in Texas. And of course, I'm sitting here in Florida. And um, uh, to be honest, folks, I'm a little frightened about flying right now uh, with this coronavirus thing. So I gave these folks an option. I says, well, you know, I, I really don't want to fly out there, uh, but I can do what we call a virtual inspection. And I asked them, you know, do you have FaceTime? Uh, do you have a video capability on your on your phone with either Messenger, Skype, or one of those services? And pretty much everybody does nowadays. And uh, they they said yes. And we actually did an inspection that way. Uh, they, we scheduled the time. They walked around the installation. I told them what to do. I had them bring a golf ball so they could do some tapping. I uh, actually had had someone remove a tile while I was watching. So. You know, you guys can do a lot of, I mean, I know you installers can't install tile virtually, at least not yet. Uh, But, uh, you know, you can look at a job. Uh, If someone's bidding on a job and you don't want to go out there and bid on it, you can can set something up with one of these uh, video services that we see on, as I had mentioned, on social media or on your phone or whatever. And uh, it also saves you a lot of time and it's less time for you. And actually, actually it's, it, it saves your clients and you, obviously, uh, time and money. Uh, my virtual inspections cost a lot less 
uh, than my physical inspections. You know, for example, if I had to go on uh, this inspection in Texas, I'm talking about probably an entire day of flying, doing the inspection the next day, and then flying back, there's three days. You know, I was able to do this inspection sitting in front of my computer in an hour and sometimes less than an hour. So uh, that's something you guys definitely might want to uh, look into. I know uh, I've been watching the news here and, you know, again, going back to this coronavirus thing, a lot of the doctors are now doing virtual examinations uh, where you get online with a doctor, you explain your symptoms or whatever, and uh, they make a determination as to whether you need to go to the ER or not. So uh, uh, it's something definitely to take into consider consideration. Alrighty, folks, I think that's all I have. Let me just check my notes here uh, real quickly for today. Nope. Make sure to check out that uh, interview with me on uh, Flooring Academy. Uh, I've actually posted that uh, on my Facebook page. And, and by the way, uh, my Facebook page, if you go to Facebook and, and search for Stone Forensics, that'll take you right there. And uh, we have a lot of a lot of great exchange and a lot of great information on there as well. Okay, folks, I'm sorry that uh, coverings has been canceled as well as some of the other events. So uh, I want everybody to keep safe, you know, cover your mouth when you sneeze with your elbow and make sure you wash your hands. So until next week, thanks for listening. Uh, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate product. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more.